When you stop and think about all that's going on today in the good old USA, you might think that there are only two sides to every story. With over 327 million citizens, there are actually many more sides to our American story. On this program, I provide you with a different point of view. Mine. This is The Truth Hurts, a program where I exercise my First Amendment right to free speech by providing you with information. I filter through the garbage, the media hype, the lies, and take you directly to the truth. This is my recipe for thought gumbo. Hopefully, you will absorb this knowledge, stop, and actually think about the issues, the facts, and the general state of our American story. I'm Steve Z, and this is the Truth Hurts Program. Hey, good morning, everybody. It is Monday, October the 12th, 2020, racist day in America. That's right. Today is the day we have traditionally said nice things about Christopher Columbus. For in 1492, Christopher Columbus sailed the ocean blue, as we were taught as young Churin. And he came to what is now known as the West. The U.S. of A. would not be here had it not been for courageous, risk-taking capitalists with some assistance from their government in an equity-stake partnership that allowed Christopher Columbus to have ships and crew and provisions, supplies, etc., in order to make a courageous journey across the Atlantic Ocean and where he found the New World. Today, Christopher Columbus is vilified by the left. The Democrats say he is racist. Well, it's because he's a white European. Italian, to be exact. For Christopher Columbus came from where? Genoa, Italy. Italy. So the next time you enjoy a nice Genoa salami, a nice fine Italian wine, drink a toast to the racist hero, Christopher Columbus. They've gone so far in the state of Louisiana as to no longer recognize Columbus Day as a holiday. And their excuse? We get Mardi Gras off, y'all, so we can't have Christopher Columbus Day and Mardi Gras. Y'all gotta make up your mind. They hold a federal holiday hostage in favor of debauchery in the streets where people line up for miles and miles to catch cheap Chinese plastic trinkets. I say happy Columbus Day to all of my listeners. <laughs> And speaking of my listeners, if you are, do me a favor. Most of you have my personal contact information. Drop me a line, just a quick text, thumbs up or thumbs down. Let me know what you think of what we're doing on the show, promoting true, historically conservative, proper American values. Speaking of American values, do you think you're politicians should tell you how they feel about an issue 
or should you just have to elect them and wait to see what they are going to do after they go into office? And I asked this question first, I'll preface it by saying, remember what Nancy Pelosi said about the debacle that was and still is Obamacare? You have to pass the legislation before you can see what's in the legislation. That was one of the things that really struck me as a suspicious, hair-raising thing to worry about when they said, we have to pass Obamacare before you can read what is in Obamacare. 1,600 pages plus for that nightmare. Well, it's rearing its ugly head once again when a liberal news outlet just this past week, a liberal mainstream media news outlet asked gropey Joe Biden if he was going to pack the courts and he said he wasn't going to answer the question, which is their MO now. They don't want to answer the question. Just elect me and then I'll let you know what I'm going to do. You see the similarities to the Pelosi-Obamacare debacle and now... I'm not going to let you know what we're going to do. Elect me, and then I'll let you know. That's what Joe Biden and Camel Toe Harris had to say. Oh, I got a chuckle. Yeah, that's what we're going to call her now. From now on, going forward, Camel Toe Harris and Gropey Joe Obama, the face of the Democrat Party. So she refused to answer the question and tried to turn it around, but when reporters asked her, no, 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 we're asking you your view, your opinion on packing the court. She dodged the question, as did Gropey Joe. But Gropey Joe went one step further. Gropey Joe is now accusing Donald Trump of packing the Supreme Court. You heard me right. You don't have excess wax in your ears, or maybe you do, but that's not why you think you heard me incorrectly. You heard me correctly when I said gropey Joe Biden and the Democrats have concocted a new line to repeat over and over, like a bunch of protesters shouting the same inane and insane things over and over, trying to shout over anyone who decries their racist cause. Gropey Joe Biden, boys and girls, says that Donald Trump and the Republicans are engaging in an effort to pack the Supreme Court. They think that you, the public, are too stupid to know what the term actually means. So I'll define it for you. Court packing is where the Democrats are in an attempt to say, if we don't get our way, we're going to make sure that there are more than nine justices on the Supreme Court. If we don't get our way, we're going to make sure that the Supreme Court has 13 or 15, 17, 19, 21, 27, some odd number that they're going to just continue to jam liberal justices into seats that they're creating. They're making up seats out of thin air so that they can guarantee a majority of Democrats the next time they get to appoint someone. That, boys and girls, is court packing. What Donald Trump has done is his constitutional mandate, his duty, his required job function. You see, 
When you elect a president of the United States in November, or re-elect a president in November, they get to continue, the, the current president that is, gets to continue in his or her term in office until the inauguration of the next president, which is in January, somewhere around the 20th. Which means that Donald J. Trump, who was duly elected by the American people, who was duly sworn into office and has the responsibility to perform his duties for a full four years from January 2017 to January 2021. That's four years. If you would like me to do the math, I can do that for you. But I think you're probably intelligent enough to figure it out for yourselves. So let's see. 17 to 18 in January was one year. 18 to 19 was a second year. 19 to 20 was the, go ahead, say it with me, you know, third year. And for those who don't know, from January 2020 to January 2021 would be the fourth year. So Donald Trump is your president until January 2021. And that means he has a responsibility, a requirement, a duty, a job that he must do, duties he must perform. And one of those duties is clearly spelled out in Article 3 of our founding documents. You know, that pesky thing, the Constitution, the, the whole founding document set of our nation. Ah, you know, the rules of engagement, the playbook, the company manual. The company policy, the student handbook. Okay, now you understand. That Article 3 requires, mandates, means he must do his job, which is to appoint a Supreme Court Justice nominee when a vacancy occurs to the Supreme Court. So let's backtrack a little bit. There is now a rotting body somewhere in a grave and that body belongs to a dead woman named Ruth Bader Ginsburg. And yes, she had a special place. She was a long-standing Clinton-appointed liberal Supreme Court justice. And she's dead. She's no longer among the living. In case you were questioning what I meant by she's dead. She has gone to meet her maker. She is no longer breathing or a viable tissue mass. Got it? Got it. When she died, her seat became... Go ahead, you can say it with me. Go ahead. Vacant. Vacant means it's empty. It means it's no longer occupied. And the third article of the U.S. Constitution, boys and girls, says when a vacancy occurs, the sitting president must nominate someone to fill that vacancy. Now, he could have nominated me. He could have nominated you. He could have nominated that lady who just put the lid on your morning cup of joe at Mickey D's. He could have he could have nominated Floyd the garbage man, Mike the welder, Kanisha the cashier, oh, or maybe Miss Mabel Ann Johnson. 
the black woman stocking the shelves at the grocery store, which gives Joe Biden the opportunity to stay home because black women stock the shelves. But I digress. He nominated Judge Amy Coney Barrett, a Metairie, Louisiana native, a professor of law, and a long-standing jurist with zero scandals in her life. This woman would actually be the Democrats' dream candidate if she were appointed by, let's say, Barack Hussein Obama or Hillary Rotten Clinton or Camel Toe Harris or Gropey Joe if they were the president. She's a woman. Ding, 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 ding. Bell number one has been rung. She has adopted black children. Ding, 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 ding. Bell number two. She would be the Democrats' darling, the dream of the party. Because can't have racism if you have two adopted black kids in your house, right? Oh, they'll find a way. They'll say she's using those little black kids as slaves. <laughs> Morons. But anyway, Donald Trump did his job. He nominated Judge Amy Coney Barrett. That's it. He did his job. If he hadn't done his job, they'd be bitching and complaining that he was derelict in his duties, that he was not doing the job he was elected to do. You see, y'all elected somebody, he's not doing his job. And now it's up to the United States Senate, which, in case you don't know, and you need another civics lesson, the United States Senate is a group of 100 elected officials, two from each of our 50 states. Now, Obama would love it if there were those 57 states he bragged about. Because then, you know, there'd be a whole bunch of more senators around. Which is a topic for a little bit later in the program. So now it's up to the U.S. Senate. 100 people will all get to cast a vote. Yay. Which means yes. And Amy Coney Barrett becomes a new U.S. Supreme Court Justice for life. Or nay, not the horse sound, nay. Nay means no, boys and girls. And they could vote no. They could all get together and vote no. Or 51 of them could get together and vote no. And Amy Coney Barrett will not advance to the Supreme Court. She will not be elevated to the much-coveted position of justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. Now, you know why the Democrats are pissed? Because they don't have enough senators. You see, there are like 53 Republican senators and 47 or 46 Democrat senators and one claiming to be independent, although they vote Democrat each and every time. And that means it is highly likely that Amy Coney Barrett will indeed, after these ridiculous things she's going to have to subject herself through in the Senate confirmation process, she will likely be elevated to the Supreme Court. Now, why did I say ridiculous process? Well, because if you remember, do you remember Judge Kavanaugh? Justice Kavanaugh? And the lies and the parade of ugly women that were 
paraded in front of the cameras claiming that the very handsome, the very scholarly Justice Brett Kavanaugh had sexually abused these ugly bags of flesh that called themselves young women? I'm sorry. Some of those women who accused Kavanaugh of sexual uh, assault and, and other things, I, I wouldn't, well, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that with yours. Let's just leave it at that. I would, I wouldn't touch that with yours. Okay. It is a family show, so we'll try and keep it clean. Yes, some of the accusers of Brett Kavanaugh claim he was doing things to them when he wasn't even at the place or the event that they accused him of being at that location. Follow? So I can only wonder that today the confirmation hearings began on Monday, October 12th, this morning. I can only wonder what kind of garbage they're going to attempt to put on Miss Coney Barrett and how they're going to try and vilify her and make her out to be some horrible, radical human being who will somehow owe Donald Trump for his nomination of her. Never happens when they nominate a liberal to the Supreme Court. Choirs sing, angels come down from heaven, trumpets are heralded and just, it's a wonderful day for justice. It's a wonderful day for justice if they announce and nominate and confirm a liberal. But it's a dark day for democracy if they dare to nominate and elevate a conservative. So, you guys can keep an eye on it. I'm on the road today. Keep an eye on that Supreme Court confirmation hearing process. Let me know what you think. We're going to take a short break. This is the Truth Hurts program for Monday, October 12th, 2020, Columbus Day. The best part of waking up is listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It is not a cup of coffee. Now, you know, I believe that the Wuhan, China novel coronavirus of 2019 actually does exist. In other words, there is a virus. And you also know that looking at the science and looking at the facts, you know, facts, the things that are mentioned by leftists when they want to prove their point, but decried by the leftists when they want to just poo-poo it off to the side and say, well, that's not really true. When you think of the science behind Wuhan, China, novel coronavirus 2019, phew, that's a lot to say. Let's just call it the Kung Fu Wuhan flu. The science, you know, the scientists, the doctors, the people in the know have all been telling you, wear a mask, wear a mask. Of course, Anthony Fauci at the beginning said, don't wear a mask, if you recall. He said, wearing a mask not good. Um, it, it will... Sorry, there was a vehicle with a wheel on fire. I just had to go around. Uh, hope he's all right there. 
Anthony Fauci said, don't wear a mask. There's no reason for you to go out and wear a mask. Anyone out there wearing a mask, you just, you're just wasting your time. The only people that should be wearing a mask are the doctors and the first responders and the patients who actually have tested positive for COVID. And then a couple of weeks later, he says, oh, everybody needs to wear a mask. You wear a mask to protect me. I wear a mask to protect you. Blah, 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 blah. Mask, 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 mask. And I called it the magic mask. You recall that. I mean, you've been listening long enough to know that I think the masks are, you know, maybe slightly helpful to keep someone from breathing on you. But all in all, I don't believe the masks are the end-all, be-all. Because if they were, they would be mandated. And in a week of everyone wearing masks, there'd be no more Kung Fu Wuhan flu, right? It'd be gone. It would be gone. So we know the masks don't work. And of course, the left will say, but not everyone's wearing a mask. They got all you stupid conservatives out there saying, I'm not going to wear a mask. And I don't have to. You can't make me. And that's why the thing is spreading out like crazy. You know, anything to force their opinion upon you. Well, the science, the scientists, the World Health Organization very quietly slipped a little tidbit of information into their official website without any fanfare, pomp, or circumstance. No trumpets or massive announcements. No breaking news. They just slipped the following information into their website. Wearing masks on their website, wearing masks at best, has a potential benefit. Wearing masks at best provides a potential benefit. Potential meaning maybe, maybe it does, maybe it doesn't, who knows for sure. Maybe it'll help you. Maybe it won't help you. But it does one thing. It gives certain groups of people warm, fuzzy feelings. It makes people feel, according to their website, less helpless. In other words, if you wear a mask, you're helping. You're helping things. Sort of like someone putting a pink wristband on their arm is going to actually stop your grandmother from getting breast cancer. You know it's just a feel-good thing to make you aware of breast cancer. Aware of it. Buying a pink bracelet does not remove tumors from grandma's breast tissue. Okay? That's a feel-good, warm and fuzzy, Oh, I got did something. I wore a mask. I'm, I'm solving the breast cancer problem. I wore a pink bracelet. Oh, I'm, I'm ending racism by wearing a racist mask that says only black lives matter. Oh, you're a racist if you wear one that says all lives matter because in their opinion, all lives do not matter. Only black lives matter. So you see my point. But the scientists, the science, the people that the Democrats love to quote when it's to their advantage. They're saying, the World Health Organization that is, they're saying that masks 
at best can provide potential benefit. Potential. Possible. Maybe. No proof. The science has no proof. The scientists have provided no proof. You believe that? It's on their website. You can look it up. Also, the World Health Organization, who came out initially saying, lock everything down, shut down all those businesses. Don't you dare open up a dress shop or a shoe store and let people in. Oh my God, you can't have a Bud Light at the bar while you watch a a curling match on television. Lock it all down. The World Health Organization came out in an official position this week saying that lockdowns are bad. Lockdowns are not helping to stop the spread of the Wuhan Kung Fu flu. It's not doing any good. And it's ruining people's lives. And it's ruining businesses. And it's ruining the economy. And the World Health Organization, you know, the sciences, the sciences, the people who everyone in the Democrat Party said, Trump's not listening to the science. Well, now the science says that masks only provide a potential benefit. They're a placebo. They're a warm, fuzzy, feel-good kind of thing. And lockdowns are bad. They're saying it on their website. They've come out with their official position. The lockdowns, as I have said since day one, are useless They are as useless as boobs on the Pope. And that, my friends, is the truth. And sometimes the truth hurts. Speaking of which, this is the Truth Hurts program, and we'll be back right after this. those thoughts that are eating away at your brains? Steve Z is letting them out. Refreshing, isn't it? This is the Truth Hurts program. As I mentioned earlier, today is Monday, October 12th, 2020. It is Columbus Day, the day that Americans, since I, in my 57 years on this planet, remember, we honored Christopher Columbus as an American hero, someone who came here and basically discovered the country. But of course, those on the left, those who think that the country is itself inherently evil because of its founding that we stole land from the Native Americans, the Indians, feathers, not dots, the Indians, Uh, they could be no more true. Remember, in any conflict, in a war, the side who wins, especially back before the entire world had been settled, in a war situation, the victor, that means the ones who won, the people who won, you know, The winners? Yeah, those guys. The winners get to keep the spoils of war. And sometimes those spoils include large swaths of land. And when a war 
broke out between indigenous American peoples. You know, I call them Indians. Feathers, not dots. When we beat them in a war, we got to keep the spoils of war. And some of those spoils included Virginia. (laughs) Amongst other states, places that we won in battle. Anyway, today's Columbus Day, but in addition to that, being from South Louisiana, I will tell you that today is also National Gumbo Day. National Gumbo Day. So, generally speaking, I think Gumbo Day should be a little further into November, but we don't want to conflict gumbo with Thanksgiving, I guess. So, National Gumbo Day is today. I I just think gumbo is more of a warm weather kind of food, like National Clam Chowder Day. You wouldn't think that would be in August, in the heat of summer. You would think National Clam Chowder Day would be in the Northeast, some celebrated event somewhere around February. But who am I to argue? Today is National Gumbo Day. So if you can find a nice local restaurant to go to, not some national chain that opens up a bag of pre-made soup, throws it in a pot, pours it over rice and calls it gumbo. If you can find an authentic, locally owned restaurant that offers gumbo, have yourself a bowl of gumbo today. Either seafood gumbo or the traditional chicken and sausage gumbo. Got my mouth watering here at 8.22 a.m. Yum. National Gumbo Day, boys and girls. Today. October 12th. Now, here's some information you may or may not realize. I'm sorry, folks, I'm driving, so a little scattered as usual when I'm driving. The show is not as uh, well produced. I don't have my producer in my studio. I'm just driving in the old pickup truck here, trying to dodge traffic and uh, give you some information from behind the wheel. The debate has officially been canceled now by the debate commission because, according to the Democrats, Trump threw a hissy fit, whined and cried, and as such, he threw a temper tantrum and got his way to get the debate canceled. But the fact of the matter is, the debate commission changed the rules at the last minute. So let me bring you back to the first presidential debate a few weeks back. If you recall, at the last minute, the Trump people got the word that they heard Joe Biden was going to have a wire. Now, I not a, not a piece of copper surrounded by plastic, not a physical wire, but what is known in the espionage industry, in the counterintelligence industry, a wire, meaning you have some type of listening device. Sometimes it's a microphone, sometimes it's a speaker. And the Trump campaign got word that Joe Biden would have an earpiece, a microscopic earpiece, which they have very small hearing aids and earpieces now, and that he was going to have an earpiece placed into one or both of his ears during the first presidential debate so that when a question was asked of him, he could hear the answer that the Democrat Party wanted him to hear and then spit it out of his mouth between stutters and stammers and and stupid gaffes. 
And you could see evidence that he possibly did by some of his facial expressions. They would ask him a question, and then someone would be talking in his ear, and he had that, what, 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 what are you saying? I don't understand you. You're talking too fast. He tried to play it off, and, and I personally, from seeing video and personally from seeing still photography and enhanced, blown-up, zoomed-in photographs, I do believe there were some kind of electronics on Mr. Biden during the first debate. And so Trump and his team got wind of this and said to the debate commission, we want a last minute rule change. And that rule change is we would like someone to inspect the ears of both candidates and look at the podium, make sure nobody had installed a uh, screen where answers could be fed to someone. And the Democrats went, no, you can't change the rules at the last minute. These rules were all agreed to by both parties prior to the event. You can't change the rules. We all agreed. And now, at the last minute, the debate organizers decided they want to change the rules because... Donald Trump at some point got a positive coronavirus uh, diagnosis and went to the hospital and was treated and was cleared and was released. But now they want to use that excuse so that they can change the next debate between Trump and Biden to a virtual debate, you know, like in two separate studios where the two candidates can't see each other and no one else can be in the room that we know of. So the Trump commission said, and the president himself actually, no way, you're not changing the rules. Sorry, we all agreed months and months ago, this was how it was going to be handled. And now suddenly you want to change the rules and Trump's a bully. All of a sudden now, Trump is wanting to kill everybody by giving them all the COVID? Sorry, you can't have it both ways, Democrats. You know, you try, you try, you try, and you try. But you never seem to get it right. It always comes back to bite you in the ass. Everything that you are trying to do to Donald Trump has come back to bite you in the ass. Impeachment, proven to be a hoax. All of the premise for the impeachment, proven to be a hoax. I mean, you got to admit it, right? How about the Russian collusion hoax, proven to be a hoax? And guess what? Tomorrow, I think I'll have some actual information from recently declassified federal documents which prove beyond the shadow of a doubt that Hillary Clinton... Barack Hussein, Barry Sotero, Obama, and gropey Joe Biden not only knew, not only knew of the hoax, but were complicit in and active in perpetration of the hoax. In other words, for those who don't understand this basic English, they're the ones who came up with this crap to begin with. I'll hopefully have all that declassified information read and deciphered and ready to go by the 
beginning of tomorrow's program. Listen, folks, I have arrived at my destination, a secretive location. So I hope you have a wonderful morning. This is the Truth Hurts program. Have a great day, and we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. It's here! The 2020 BLM Olympics. You are cordially invited to the 2020 Cleavon Williams Memorial BLM Olympics Team Sports Competition. We're currently accepting applications for the following events. Team flag burning, cop killing, the brick toss, the 7-Eleven meter dash, synchronized road blocking, the six foot high fence hurdle, the barricade jump, six man resisting, the tear gas run, team looting, organized rhyme chanting, freestyle graffiti, and the rubber bullet zigzag obstacle course. There's also the targeted hate speech. And for the slower white kids, there's the privileged get shot put, racism apology race, and arrest record challenge. It's fun for all ages. If you're an able-bodied man or woman, or any of the other 53 genders, and you think it might be qualified for any of our events, come down to the corner of MLK Boulevard and Main Street on Saturday in appropriate attire for your event and pick up a brick or baseball bat. You too can be a part of history, a part of the legend, a part of the proud anarchy team at the 2020 BLM Olympics. Voter registration drive available at the sign-up. Free t-shirts, signs, flags, hats, and weapons will be provided. Play at your own risk. BLM is not responsible if you get caught. Criminals welcome. The Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It's like hearing what you are actually thinking. Only with a really cool DJ voice saying it. You have been listening to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. Hopefully, we have provided you with engaging, enlightening, and educational information that will allow you to make informed decisions. I know you may not necessarily agree with everything I say, and that's okay in America. The right to express your opinion is guaranteed in the First Amendment to the Constitution. Just as I respect your right to your opinion, I expect you to respect my right to my opinion. And that's how it works. If you like what you hear, spread the word. If you don't like what you hear, you can either turn it off, or you could listen a little longer and maybe learn something. Background music courtesy of Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Copyright 2020 Steve Knight Productions. All rights reserved. We'll see you next time.